Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, thank you, even Lucy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for being here on this week's edition of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I am Eddie, and it is a pleasure to see you on this show where we are going to spend some time together just uh, kind of thinking through uh, our stories. I'll share a bit of mine. Hopefully, it will resonate with you as you share a bit of yours. Uh, with the folks around you and some of the ways are going to be small and silly and the things that we're going to talk about are pretty minor and some of them are going to be bigger. Uh, Today would be kind of, uh, I would say, on the latter end of that. The show is live, so this is kind of a one-take show, though I will tell you in total transparency because of timing. I had to do the free skate earlier, so I've already recorded the free skate. It's a whole thing. You'll understand later. But we have a very special guest on the free skate today for the very special Christmas extravaganza. Uncle Jimmy is with us. And I cannot, if you can hear me smiling, I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, So we will get to hear from Uncle Jimmy and spend some time listening to some Christmas music and chatting about today's kind of main thought for the week, which I will share with you right now. Issue 16, Away in a Manger. In 2013, due to circumstances just much too tragic to recount in a Christmas message, I was asked to deliver the Christmas Eve sermon at my church. Mind you, I was not the guy who usually preached, as my role required me to manage staff, provide counseling, and make announcements, which I used to sneak in some uh, pretty tepid church stand-up comedy. So, to get the nod for Christmas Eve was, at the time, a very big deal. In the little world that I was living in, that year I preached the same mega church sermon eight times. Eight. By the sixth sermon, I had to keep a finger on my notes as I could no longer trust myself to know if I had said something to that audience or if it was one of the previous five audiences. It was absolutely crazy making. I've not preached a proper sermon since that year. And a lot has happened in the intervening almost decade. But this year, I found myself curious about what I'd say on Christmas Eve. What could I say? This is the very best I can offer by way of a sermon. I think we know the basic outline of the birth of Jesus, right? Like, maybe we don't, and that's okay. If you want a deep dive, Luke 2 from the Bible is what Linus recites in A Charlie Brown Christmas, which is 90% of what you need to know. What Linus omits, however, are some pretty huge details. Namely, Mary, who is still a virgin, gets informed by God's messenger that she's now carrying a child, the child, Jesus. Political issues at the time force the pregnant Virgin Mary and her fiancé, Joseph, to go to Bethlehem. There, Mary goes into labor, and they try to find a proper room for a nice hotel berth. There's no room at the Holiday Inn, and now it's really go time for this delivery. 
It's not calm, and it's not Oh Holy Night yet. It's intense. She's in pain, and they're both frantically trying to find a place to get her off her feet. Then they spy a barn, also known as a manger, and that's where Linus continues. It's also the point in the story where a lot of people drop off. There's a point in the Christmas narrative that a lot of people find to be one of the many lines of demarcation of the Bible. That is a place where on one side of the line the story makes sense, and on the other, the narrative requires something more of the reader. Some call that more faith, some call it blind acceptance, some study their way into belief. Yet for others, they get lost. And this isn't even the screw tape skeptic that our youth group indoctrination warned us of. It's people like you and me sitting in the Christmas Eve service, smiling and nodding, and wondering if some of this Linus talk isn't, well, a bit more metaphoric. It's people like me. I find myself walking those lines of demarcation more and more these days. But I walk those lines not because I'm being reckless or defiant, but because I've walked them before, and I've grown deeper in the beliefs that I have as a result from that careful consideration. Such is the case with the Christmas story. There's a lot in the Christmas story that one could explain away. And while I have no desire to replace your faith with doubts, I do wonder about how many of us haven't been curious, even just a tiny little bit, about the fact that Mary was a virgin or that angels appeared out of nowhere. I know I've wondered if there wasn't something more simple, cultural, or even human behind the resulting explanations of untraceable wonder and mystery. And that's where I am today. A lot of Christmas narrative sits right on the other side of the line, which has more questions than answers. And as for today, this Christmas, I think that's okay. God can certainly handle my questions. And if it's all to be taken literally, surely the inerrancy of scripture can withstand my curiosity. Lord, I hope so. Which brings me to this season, where I I just can't seem to get a handhold on angels and visions and the more mystical side of the narrative. But I do see the people. I see Mary, who was a very young woman, trying to finding out that she was pregnant. Even with no doubt in her mind about Jesus' paternity, there must have been tremendous stress. Being pregnant in the simplest of circumstances is a lot. But Mary, what Mary dealt with personally, culturally, and physically must have been like, traumatizing. And then there's her fiancé, Joseph. This guy has been through the ringer likely having to field some looks and questions about his pregnant fiance that certainly called into character, uh, it called into question his own character. And by the time we get to Luke 2, we see this guy, Joseph, who's with a woman in labor, has no idea how to raise anyone's child, and is freaking out just trying to get his dilated wife, who's breathing heavily and in all kinds of brand new scary pain, off the side of the road and into some sort of appropriate situation for giving birth. The Bible tells it this way. From Luke 2, 4 through 7, Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger. Those are my Christmas verses this year. The surrounding scriptures pose more questions than answers for me. But today I can hold on to a scared father, a mother who is doing her very best, and a baby who carries all sorts of expectations, 
but on this holy night just needs to be fed, changed, and kept warm. Not many deities begin their lives with two parents hunkered down in the hay, listening to the little clicks and breaths that babies make when they sleep. That's Jesus enveloped in the love, needing more than he can give. And that's Mary and Joseph, out of their depth, scared, in love, and drifting to sleep at the end of a very long day. Well, we are at the portion of our show, which I have come to call the Free Skate. As you can hear in the background, uh, our very special guest is here, but he's letting the dogs out. Um, we had started recording and he decided to get up in the middle of it and let the dogs out. So we're going to wait for a second till he comes back. But during this portion of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the article that we just considered together, as well as continue our Christmas extravaganza with my brother, Uncle Jimmy. So now the dogs are out. He's, he's letting the back in. He's telling his child that she can't come out. He's adjusting himself. I will say that it is worth noting that I can see the reflection of Jimmy's setup in the mirror, and he does have a ring light on. So here with us today is Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy, welcome. Hey, man. How are you? <laughs> That's Uncle Jimmy's theme music. So, so we recorded, and we were all listening to you take out the dogs. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. I really want to welcome you back to the show for your theme music. Jimmy, can we get an update on how you have been lately? Yeah. We've been talking to you for like six months, and my hands are here, so I'm not going to hit any sound yeah. effects. So how have you been? <laughs> I've been doing well. Um, I'm on... <laughs> see my hand moving up. I see you going for no. it. No. Uh, I'm on Christmas break, so that's nice. Yes. Got, got a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, just, you know, having a great time with the fam. Mm-hmm. Um, were you surprised Talking. that I was recording while you were taking the dogs out? I, I actually didn't know that that you were doing yeah. that. Yeah. The moment you said I have to take the dogs out, I thought, well, this is where we're going to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people want. So, Uncle Jimmy, um, for those yeah. that are new to the show since the last time we recorded together, Uncle Jimmy is my brother. Um, yes. I love him very much. How do you feel about me? Vice versa. Oh, I... Love you deeply. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy also edits the Aww. nobody. Do you have one? <laughs> That's the worst cricket sound it ever. It is pretty bad crickets, isn't it? I got to tell you, I have. I did everything I could today to load in a jingle bell sound effect, and it just kept restarting the machine. And I'm like, I've spent a half hour of my actual life. <laughs> We got the joke. We're good. Um, so Jimmy edits the newsletter yeah. portion of uh, of doing the best we can, which I'm grateful for because he catches a lot of very helpful things and makes it significantly better. Jimmy also is a teacher and a teacher at a school that is, I mean, is a, would you call it a Christian school? Like, I don't want to put a label on it. It is. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. No, it's a Christian school. Do you guys talk about matters of faith in your school? Yeah, all the time. Well, because, you know, sometimes you, like, go to a Christian school, but it's, like, people oh, are like, yeah, I went to Catholic sure. school, but I just, it wasn't really that. It was, yeah, right. It's, like, like it's regular root. school, but we had, like, a really strict dress code. Right, right, right. It's, like, roots. But yours is, like, an actual <laughs> sort of, like, living faith kind of thing. Yeah, as best we can. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so here's what I wanted to ask you. So you haven't read the article yet. We're 
just pulling back the curtain a little bit. I'm delayed yeah. a little bit on submitting it to you because I'm I'm having a little bit of problem. To, I'm at 700 words and I can't seem to turn the corner and land the plane. Mm -hmm. So that's usually when I walk away. But basically what I wrote about is I challenged myself to, and people just heard it, so I won't go too deep into it, but enough to give you context because I have a question about something you haven't read. But basically I wrote about, I challenged myself to like write a Christmas sermon because I haven't really yeah. preached a proper sermon awesome. since summit in 2013. Um, mm -hmm. I've preached other times for like IJM, but like that time I got up and preached eight Christmas Eve sermons was the last time I like yeah. really did a sermon. Right. Yeah. To that end, I thought, well, it'll be an interesting thought experiment and exercise to be like, where, where am I now? What kind of sermon would I preach? And I talked a little bit about the kind of line of demarcation that happens with any Christian story, uh, mm -hmm. or any piece of the Bible, right? So there's like, there's the line of like, let's say communion, right? Or like mm -hmm. the, the last supper we can understand. And I think everybody can understand that like Jesus is finding out something's going to happen. He sits down and eats with his friends. He passes around food with his friends. The line of demarcation happens when he's like, now take and eat. This is my body. This is my blood, right? Yeah. Like it turns into like, I have to, I have to inject some measure of like faith into this moment or right. belief or blind acceptance or something. Right. And such yeah. is the way with the Christmas story, like Luke one and two. So for people that are listening that haven't spent time in a Bible, it's, it's Luke is a book of the Bible. And at the beginning of it, they talk about the Christmas story. And so there's like pieces of the Christmas story, which I find very easy. And I think the general public would find very easy to accept yeah. on face value, like a young family, first child, nervous. Where do we go to have this child? There's no room. We got to go to a barn. They're worried and scared, yeah. right? Right. Then there's that line of demarcation, right, on either side of that part of the narrative, where before it, Mary gets told by an angel that it's Jesus, right? After it, right. star appears, shepherds, the whole thing, right? So yeah. there's those, like, lines on either side. And so where I kind of land the article is talking about, like, where I find myself is definitely examining those lines and sometimes going, yeah. like, what if it's okay, uh, but like not being afraid of thinking about that, right? Like not being yeah. afraid of like, what if I, what if I do struggle with one of the core concepts of like virgin birth, right? Like people would recoil at that, but it's, it's a big leap of yeah. faith. And I mean that in the, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that, I think that's a fair uh, question. You know, right. you're like, hold on. It, what what exactly happened? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, that, I think that's a reasonable thing to be like. That's a that's an interesting turn in history. Yeah, you know, or yeah, that makes. So, sense. how do you handle those lines of demarcation? Because I, I, you and I talk as honestly as as anybody, and you know that I, there have been some like dark moments, and like, yeah. like like I'm really walking through it, and yeah, and so how do you how do you, because, but I also know that you've done it as well. Like, how do you walk those lines of demarcation without being afraid to both look at alternate possibilities for the metaphoric reality of stories, but at the same time, yeah. not going like, oh, it's all, it's all just made up. It's all just a fairy yeah. tale, right? How do you walk right. that line? Oh. Well, first, you know, what's really crazy to me is like, just on a personal note, like how many years was I asking you questions mm -hmm. and and like help me understand like before i was uh, uh was a believer yeah. like like and was asking you these questions yeah. and like 
it's just nice to like have like talk about it in a different way where we both sort of have an understanding. Like when I was young, I was coming to you every week with like, Eddie, please help me understand. Yeah, it was like, so this annoying. And this and this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, God, this kid will not leave <laughs> you Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's crazy. But um, yeah, it's, I, I've, I've only been a, a Christian now for like nine years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a long time, but I mean, at, you know, for, some people uh, like that, that's like nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really interesting because I would say just in the last, uh, you know, maybe two or three years, I have not, uh, I've certainly not given up looking into questions like these or um, doing like copious amounts of research into, into questions I've had. Um, Like I still do that. Uh, for sure. But it's like those lines of demarcation you were talking about where it's like, to me, what I hear is like when the natural yes. turns into the supernatural, you know, that's right. Um, you know, I, I have sort of embraced the mystery of it. Mm. Um, and I think it's talking to other people you know, other believers who, who feel the same way, you know, from different denominations and things like that, um, who are like, you know what, honestly, I don't know. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so it's like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt, uh, uh, obviously Jesus's birth or, uh, you know, the way in which he was brought into the world, you know, via Mary, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, 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 I don't doubt that what I do doubt is my own understanding of that. Like it's um, Mm. you hear these even uh, you know, people will be like, you know, if you look at history and you look at kind of the timeline, like the, the three wise men, you know, when they would have shown up to see Jesus, you know, Jesus would have been like four years old, you know, whatever. That's probably not right. But I'm like, you know, when, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, hold on, what? You know, <laughs> it's like you have this Christmas story in your head and it's so solidified. The, and, and, and uh, you know, you find out like, oh, yeah, he, he wasn't necessarily like posing for a picture with like camels and donkeys all around him. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked much different than we have like than we understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like I just have to. For me, I ask myself, like, what are the parts of the story that I that I uh, like the non-negotiables? Yes, yes. You yes, know, yes. The, and and I guess for me, the, you know, non-negotiables of the story are, you know, uh, Christ coming into the world, being born, being born like fully man, fully God, uh, being born of Mary, which I don't understand. I I don't get it. Um, And, you know, but when, then when I get into the weeds, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm not really sure exactly how, uh, you know, how, how it all played out exactly. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just sort of like comfortable with that. But yeah, that's like a, that's a very long way to say, I don't, I don't really have an answer. I know, but that embracing the mystery is a good point because I can, I can throw it out with like, Christmas story, right? Like I can feel like I'm just like, this is fraught with problems. 
like yeah. this i can i can look at it that way but then i remember standing in like next to i mean this is a flex but whatever but in like next to mother teresa's grave in india yeah and knowing very clearly that there was something happening that wasn't just emotional or it was neat to see this like there was a yeah. there was a palpable presence of yeah oh, for sure there was like and that it wasn't mother Teresa, right like it was different like like yeah. there is mystery well, I, I haven't i have felt mystery and seen mystery and that yes. embracing the mystery is helpful because i i kind of i think the article is really talking about like how i can deconstruct like i can die in the details of this thing and then some oh, people yeah. will be like oh are you questioning the virgin birth i'm like i'm not but it is like a hard thing to hang my hat on and oh, yeah. as the core tenets of faith because i i end the article by basically saying I, I can't, I don't have a handhold with a lot of Christmas, but I do understand yeah. a scared family. I do understand that, like, I do understand less than ideal circumstances. And I do understand that the, basically the core tenets of faith all rest on a fairly poor young family trying to yeah. figure out how to, how to exist in a pretty foreboding environment. I'm like, yeah, that I can get that I can wrap my head around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, it, that, that embracing the mystery. I'm like, I, you know, you know me and you are, you and I are cut from that same cloth. Like I, I get obsessed, really obsessed. I'm like, Eddie, like when I was young, I was like, how, but how is that true? Yeah. How is it true yeah. that you're telling me this dude died and then he rose from the dead yeah, yeah. three days. That is insane. You know? And I just, you know, but then over time, like I experienced it, you know, mm -hmm. I had a personal like ex experience and, and uh, felt that sort of like, I can't explain what's happening in my life. So it must be outside of me, you know, like it was crazy. So it's like, yeah. Um, are you about to hit the crickets? No, 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 no. That would have been at all. I hate that you can see an absolute perfect. No, I everything in me wanted to, but I thought, God, he's really trying here, and I asked him a real question. I didn't bring him on just to just to make my little jokes, but um, yeah. Well, thanks for editing that with me. Thanks for thinking about it. Um, and that's the end of our this first a, segment and now we'll turn this is a much different vibe than last time <laughs> yeah i'll see you wearing xbox headphones right now yeah you look great you look I am, great. yeah i was like you know what it, it's headphones with a mic in it i'm gonna just try that how does it sound it sounds fine yeah um i mean it i mean not like professional i'm a thousand yeah. percent sure that it's scratching on your beard with every single word and that people are oh, hearing no. every scratch so i'm oh, i'm pretty certain of that um but that's not my problem boy. that's your yeah. own that's your own choices journey yeah because i hear you when we play xbox all i hear is I just know huh. that's Jimmy's little hairs <laughs> making their way from Florida, Virginia. Okay, um, so you and I, we we have eaten a lot of this talking uh, deep big boy talk. Um, yeah, uh, but I want to I want to uh, tell people we made an we made another Christmas playlist. Um, yeah. And if people remember a couple, I don't remember when it was sometime between September and now because that's oh, when this yeah. thing started. Yeah. We made a playlist of just like songs we want, and I have continued to add to that. I know that you have. It is hours of music that I love, but we have created a yeah. Christmas one. Um, yeah. And I got this idea because one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time, 
that has only up until this year been available uh, on like somebody ripped it on YouTube and I can listen to it finally, yeah. finally became available. Uh, and so oh, cool. we're going to play some music right now. I know that this is wildly illegal, but we didn't get dinged the last time, but yeah. maybe we will this time. Okay. So Ray Charles Christmas album oh, yeah. finally became available. Here's a little bit of it. Yes. I mean, this is how it starts. Just listen, 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 listen. You're up next, by the way, Jimbo. What shall is this? Who laid to rest? <laughs> oh, Mary's lap is sleep. So that's where it started, because this whole album is just the deal. Angels greet. Okay. So uh, that's Man. where it started, and then you began to add music. Um, what what do you have? What was what were what were some of the songs that you like loved? I mean, yeah, my first, uh, my I think the first thing I added was "Sleigh Ride" by the Ronettes. Oh yeah, the classic. Um, so Brian Wilson. Yeah. Okay, we're listening. Yeah. To so "Sleigh Ride" by uh, Brian Wilson. Yeah, he, um, so Brian Wilson, in his, I think, list of, like, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, yeah. uh, and his list of, I think, top ten albums of all time, Yeah, not just Christmas albums, just albums, um, this Christmas album is, is listed, it's like his favorite record. I mean, it's, is it that Phil Spector wall of sound? It's, yes, it's the Phil Spector sound, yes, okay. that's, he's like, that, that's what he's Okay. That's Did you also add the Judy Garland song? Yeah. I have not listened to it. But I'm going to play it now because oh, I love Judy one. Garland so oh, much. Yeah. Hold on. I love Judy Garland, man. Oh, I yeah. went through like, a awesome. real Judy Garland phase this year. Oh, yeah. And then got into, um, what's the guy's name that sings, that does her music now? Oh, Rufus Wainwright? Yeah, Rufus Wainwright doing yeah, Judy Garland. so right, good. Here's Judy yep. Garland. Have yourself a Merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Oh, I can't have it. It's too pretty. It's so good. Okay, I got one this year that is actually an old song we have listened to a million times, but I have not been able to listen to it in years and years and years. And finally, this year, just enjoy it, which was our church back in the day. Oh, yes, Um, I know. Our church back in the day did a Christmas album, and it was all during this time that things were just going crazy and this this christmas album i like loved and then things went yeah. nuts at the church and everything imploded and i haven't been able to listen to it but this year i just it didn't it didn't like hurt i just like so i'm like oh yeah growth you could enjoy it yeah, again yeah but like listen yes i want to hark the herald angels sing oh yeah that's all you need to hear oh yeah probably the only thing we won't get dinged on for rights yeah that and then Dylan on the drums, yep. right in the pocket there. Joey Bradshaw on vocals. So good. That, that, oh, it kills me, that little... Um, hold on, one more. Oh, Brandon on bass, so good. Anyhow, I felt... I love that oh, one. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. Uh, so I was very happy about that. Um, okay, what else you got? 
Um, I also, uh, yeah, I want to point out uh, you, Jesus Christ by Big Star. Oh, I thought you were um, I love, no, no, no. The song Jesus Christ by Big Star. I love when a very secular band does a Christmas song. Okay. Um, um, can you tell I can't find it right now? Okay, here we go. No, I got it. Ooh. I've never heard this. Oh, it's so good. Angels from the realms of glory. Oh. That. Can you get through one chorus? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me when. Great. And we're going to switch gears immediately. So me and Jimmy, for <laughs> yes. 10 years, would sing in a choir oh, yeah. at Disney. And I don't even know if this music is good. <laughs> Saw the star, they rejoice with their joy. Tap, tap. And we had to clap there usually, but I guess it didn't come to the recording. So this was the Disney Candlelight Processional. And like, oh my I can just see Jimmy yes. up there sweating buckets, scared out of his mind, oh, under yeah. the heavy lights. You're like 20 feet from Felicia I- Rashad or whatever. I don't know any of the words. Oh, no. I'm out. No, no. I'm in. A star of most radiant light. Radiant <laughs> It's this one, but then there would be... I was pretty solid on the first song. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, we got... I say we have time for a couple more. I'm just calling it. Uh, I, I want to call out one that's, like, shared. Because the nostalgia of yeah. Christmas music, I've realized, has so deeply clouded, like... Like with our other playlist, it was like objectively like I know what's good, I know what's not good. With yeah. this one, the nostalgia, I can't get past it. So there is music in here that I know yeah. is bad. I think might be bad, but I can't. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right, but it's so. So this one, yeah, I absolutely. am walking up to my dad's CD shelf and pulling it off and putting it in the little five CD spinner with you and yeah. just cranking yeah. it up. Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is late 80s. WWF Magazine is on the table. (laughs) Did you think I was going to play this? Was this the objectively bad song? Oh. But but I, I love listening to it. Oh, I do. But I don't know. I think it's not good. I know. I, I think it's awful. Yeah. And then, of course, the secondary. I'm not even going to fade this one in and out, but. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Tron. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the Tronosphere. (laughs) All right, we got a few. We got uh, a few more. Okay. Here's one that I don't know that you've heard because it's fairly new. I think the newest one on this. So Sarah Groves, artist. Yes, I. Have you heard? Have you listened to this? Only because you put it on the list. I'd never heard of it. So it was great. Sarah Groves has a relatively. I don't know how old this album is. I mean, it's fairly recent. 
But Sarah Groves has a voice that, to me, just like lays like a perfect silver necklace. Like, yeah, just yeah. listen to it. That's many people. Well, that's a whole choir, but she'll come in. Right, yes. Wouldn't that be great if this is it? That's me on Shaker. Nice. You killed it. I love this song. Angels from the realms of glory. Oh, I love the little delay on. She is like the version of like somebody comes up and does like special music in your church, but everybody realizes that this is the only time because she's going to be famous next year. Right. Like when I hear Sarah, I'm like, oh, you are so, so good. And her music's so approachable, but it's also just like, it's great. I like her voice. Yeah, that, yeah. I hadn't heard that one. Okay. We know what we're going to end with. You get one more pick in the Christmas list. Um, how about... Uh, Deck the Halls with Bowles of Polly, the Everly Brothers. Ooh, that's such a Jimmy pick. Here we go. Ooh, I love that. It starts so like... Nice. Nice Mormon choir. So, I'm in it. Yeah, traditional. And then when they come in, man, they're like, oh, this was yeah, when I, this was Simon and Garfunkel's favorite band. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. I love the hiss of old recordings. Yes, I do. You're in the room. The hiss is the room. Oh, absolutely. It's like when you transport your beard hairs to me. <laughs> yeah. It's totally Simon and Garfunkel's favorite band. You like. Oh, it, it absolutely and was. In yeah. a single recording, they're right there together. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just smash right into this oh, next man. song. Twice the night yeah, go. Christmas. And all through this is a new one for me. Played out. Curtis Blow. Oh, it's so I, good. I asked Lucy to try to memorize every word of this song. Don't you give oh. me a whole bad job about things you wrote yes. before eyes alive. Because nope. this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. It, now, it ain't even. Yes. It ain't even 1970. Yes. Oh, my God. That, uh, and he just goes, there's no chorus. There's nothing to pick up on in the middle. Nope. It's just like, hey, I'd like to talk to you for 20 minutes via, <laughs> hey, your buddy would like to know about a little... Like, it's all of that cadence. Um, Jimmy, I would like to dedicate this last song to you, and especially to the answer that you said about embracing the mystery before, which I thought was super helpful. You want to tell the backstory of how you heard this song yesterday? So... There was this. Was it made for TV, Eddie? I mean, uh, hold this on. Little... Yep, I was about to play this song. So this is Jingle Dogs. <laughs> this is dogs singing a holy night. <laughs> so I got to tell you, I I get the idea of pets music, but the fact that they're doing Oh Holy Night, 
like it's helpful in your head if you say the words that they're barking. This one. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Here we go. The thrill of hope. The weary world reach. I mean, it's really disrespectful. It's. <laughs> It really is. And if and if we're going down and forgetting BMI ass cap warnings for a song, <laughs> if it's Jingle Dogs, I will frame that junk and shut this show down. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. you were starting on a story that makes much more sense, please. And I'm queuing it up, Rudolph. Right? Yes. Okay, I'm, yes. I'm ready. All right, you tell the story, and then I'll hit. So play. yeah, there yeah, there's this made-for-TV special called A Claymation Christmas. Yeah. Dude, can I let the dogs out real quick, or they're gonna they're gonna Scratch at the door. <laughs> like Eddie was saying, like, I think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, my bad. I've hit that on accident. <laughs> but it's these little claymation, little short films, you know, like put together with this music. And it's all Christmas uh, themed. And we watch this, I mean, oh, yeah. every year. Many, it was, many, it, many we, times. Yes. And um, anyways, so one of the things was uh, one of the little movies they had on it or little segments was the California Raisins. Yes. And this was actually, you know, Uh, that this was pre-California Raisins. So this was before they were huge in the 80s. This was this was the first special that he, of course, I went deep dive on it yesterday. Like this was the first special that they did that this company did. you know this production company huh. did and the california raisins weren't like a big deal yet so this album can only be found in vinyl for like a it's like the, it's not in print basically on vinyl or on cd and you and i are going to yeah. steal the cd from our dad oh yeah because this version that that we have on the list it's it's the only one that's out there it's not even the one that was actually played no it's the, not even close i mean it's pretty yeah but i like the california raisins and oh no that's this is not worth listening to. I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this song and actually Jimmy we're just gonna we're gonna end this show together. I feel like I'm not gonna get in trouble for this because it's a summit. <laughs> we need a palate cleanser. That was trash. That was. Awful. I would have preferred dogs singing. Right. Okay, so listen, this is the end of the year. We're gonna close the show out now. Yeah. Uh, Everybody knows the, the stuff I always say. EddieKoffeltz.com, where the newsletter is. You can read it. I'm going to take a few weeks off. I think we're going to take two weeks off. Is that right, Uncle Jimmy? Yes. Yeah. Look, he just had to adjust his Xbox uh, microphone because he took it away because he thought I wasn't going to talk to him. Um, we're going to take two weeks off. We'll be back early in January. Um, I hope you have a nice Christmas. As always, uh, thank you to you for submitting questions and for being a part of doing the best we can. Thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. And I hope that you have a really sweet end of the year. And I I will use Uncle Jimmy's words. I hope you embrace the mystery. And I hope that however this Christmas finds you, you are able to sit in something that is truthful and hopeful. Um, and if nothing else, just listen to 
dogs singing Christmas songs, yeah? <laughs> I love you, Uncle Jimmy. Love you too, buddy. All right, pal. Don't get all emotional. Okay. Please. <laughs> Joy to those who